Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to a special edition of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, I want to let you know, you can follow the show on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Amazon Music, iTunes, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank you for your continued support. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Well, tonight, awesome, awesome writer. I mean, I just told her that I was going to give out her book to, like, you know, almost every young gentleman that I met between the ages of 13 and 18. Um, But tonight we're going to be talking about her book, Dear Justice, but she has a book that's happened before this called Dear Martin, which was her debut novel, and it's still on New York Times bestseller list as well as her Dear Justice book. Um, she has other books out, Shuri, a Black Panther novel, which is based on the character from the Black Panther comics and films. And then she has other books, Odd One Out and um, Jackpot. And I just heard that she was writing something else, and maybe she'll have something for us, you know, in six months or so. But uh, right now we're talking about Dear Justice, and um, I hope you're going to enjoy the conversation. Good evening, Nick Stone. Hello. No, seriously, as you were, like, saying all of that, I thought to myself, you should really, like, chill out, like, talking to me. Like, I should really, like, relax a little bit and <laughs> slow down. What? it's been a wild three years. <laughs> no, Dear Martin came out in 2017, and, like, I'm already at three books next year. And I'm like, yo, you should, like, relax a little bit, maybe. No? You don't think so, Joy? Yes. Balance is important. Artists, you're an artist, okay? I mean, you need balance. So, that also can fuel your creativity, and I'm sure you know that. You know what I mean? What, what yeah, do you do for I, fun? I'm, I'm trying. Oh, a lot. <laughs> so I, 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 um, I'm very big into, like, self-care things. Um, I, I do, like, facials every two weeks and mani-pedis okay. every 10 days and, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I definitely like to take care of myself. I have a hoverboard that I love riding around my house. I do a lot of um, 
spending time with people that I care about these days. I okay, stuff good. like playing Uno. Like I can't go like wild out at a bar. So like we're playing Uno on my living room floor and playing <laughs> Jenga and <laughs> things okay. like that. Oh my God, I love um, Jenga. So yeah, there's, there's the, the little Jenga squares, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, definitely, definitely. But now, what are you doing because of COVID? I mean, where, are you still able to get the mani patty, the facial? Are you doing that for yourself? I mean, is your place open? Oh, yeah, my places are open. You just, it's like intensively appointment only, and you can only pay by like Venmo. So they're very, okay. everything here in Summit, Atlanta, and like Atlanta has been open for a minute, um, and but open very cautiously. So, you know, we're not out here with no mask on. I can tell you with that. I can tell you that. We got our masks on. Right. I have my mask on. <laughs> and my, like, my nail shop has, like, the uh, the plexiglass divider, so you have to stick your hand beneath the hole. Like, they're, they're very, very cautious. It's lovely. Good, good. That's good to hear. So um, you have these two books, complimentary, Dear Martin and Dear Justice, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about Dear Martin, just a little synopsis so they kind of get an idea of what that was about? Yeah, absolutely. So so Dear Martin, I, I published in 2017. That one is about a 17-year-old black boy named Justice who has this traumatic experience with racial profiling. Um, there's a night that he's trying to help his ex-girlfriend get home after she's had too much to drink at a party, and the cops show up decide he's doing something wrong and like arrest him on the spot. Um, And in response to the incident, he decides to write a journal of letters to the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to see if Dr. King's teachings hold up now in the 21st century, if he does his best to like abide by them. Um, Mm -hmm. So dear Martin, I wrote largely in response to the deaths. There were two deaths, Jordan Davis in 2012 um, he's a young man who was killed in Jacksonville, Florida, over loud music at a gas station. And then mm-hmm. Mike Brown's death in 2014, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement really kicked off after Mike Brown's death. And I kept hearing right. these right. pundit figures basically taking Dr. King's quotes and misapplying them and saying things like, Dr. King would never support this so-called movement. movement. Um, I remember here in Atlanta, there was, a, there was a point where the mayor of our city, at that time was a different mayor than the one we have now. And Mm -hmm. there was a March planned here through the city, an anti-racism March planned. And he got on the news and he said, all I ask is that you don't take the freeways. Dr. King would never take a freeway. And I was just like, say what? (laughs) You know, cause like that, Dr. King took a whole lot of freeways. So like, Oh bro, you need to check it back. Um, And those two things, the death of Jordan Davis and like the way people responded after the death of Mike Brown, kind of came together in what became Dear Martin. Yeah, it's um, interesting now the same problems are happening and, um, you know, we're still having the same um, racial profiling happening. I think because the social media and technology, we just talked about how technology has really helped um, get through, help people get through the COVID, but it's also brought more light to these injustices that are happening that people thought, oh, they're not really happening. It's in your head. It can't be that bad. And, uh-huh. you know, I almost felt there was a time here during this COVID time, and I hate to say it, but I felt like it was like pick a niggas season. Like every yeah, other no, week, you're I'm right. hearing about somebody of color 
on the ground being shot in the back. Um, you know, I just saw a girl who was hogtied inside of a police car um, just like a week ago. And I'm like, what in the, the hell, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So kids, kids need these books to help them process some of these things that are going on. You know, they're, they're, they're applicable to now. Dear Martin's applicable to now, you know. So um, now you wrote um, Dear Justice in response. You wrote, sorry, you wrote Dear Justice because um, tell, them, tell them the story about the young guys that came up to you about that. Yeah, so I met two boys. Like, I've gotten the opportunity to meet so many amazing kids uh, because of Dear Martin. Like, Dear Martin, it's the third year anniversary is, like, October 17th, and it's, you know, right now it's number two on the bestseller list. And, like, on the one hand, that's exciting and it's great, but it also kind of sucks because the reason it's on the bestseller list is because it's still so relevant, like you were saying. So these two boys mm-hmm. back in 2018, I met them as high school sophomores. When they were high school juniors, I got this set of text messages from them where they basically told me that while they loved Dear Martin, um, Justice, the main character in Dear Martin, is super high achieving. He's headed to Yale. He's basically doing all of the right things, and he still has to deal with, with implicit bias and with, and with racism. So that was the book kind of about, like, the kid who was doing everything right. And so these two boys, they come to me and they're like, yo, Nick, we love Dear Martin. You know we love this Dear Martin. But, like, we were thinking, maybe you should write a book about us. And mm. I was like, well, what do you mean? And one of them is actually locked up right now. Um, one, they both graduated from high school in the spring. And one is locked up. The other one just started college. But they said to me, we don't have – we're not going to good colleges. We don't have perfect families. A lot of our relatives are locked up. Like we're doing good just Mm -hmm. to stay out of trouble. We don't even know if we're going to live past 18. And so through this series of messages, they basically gave me an assignment to tell a story about boys like them. And I was flattered, you know, like they, they said to me, you're our voice. Yeah. And like, who could say no to that? You know what I mean? Right. So, so with dear justice, uh, Dear Justice is about the opposite, quote unquote, kid. Um, in Dear Martin, are you able to read some? Find... Are, are you able to read some of the book? Do, do you have it with you? Yeah, I can. I can go all... grab it. Um, okay. Yeah, I can go grab well, we, it. We, no well, problem. I don't want um, it, to. It's just so um, important that they see the the different side. And one of the key words you just said is about support um, that kids don't have I mean it can be Correct. the angel you know that's in high school it's the teacher that keeps interest in them and then somehow helps them get a team together that supports them that gets them to college that gets them you know tutoring that they need for you know taking the SATs and all these things and then you have the kid that doesn't have any of that and is struggling maybe doesn't even have a quiet place to do homework is you know like justice going out the house because a lot of drama is going on in the house and um, so, so this is, you know, the battle that that is being faced by kids. All, I mean, this doesn't, yes. it's, it's never stopped. That 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 problem is not going to stop, I don't think. But but go ahead. Do you have the book with you now? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I'll read part of the first chapter. Um, okay. As Wynwood Heights Park looms up on the left, Quan lifts the hem of his shirt to wipe his face. 
It's the fourth time he's done it, so there's a wet spot now. He wonders if there will be any dry spots left by the time he gets the tears to stop. Good thing there's no one around to see. He'd never hear the end, the end of it. He bounces on his toes as his feet touch down on the springy stuff the new playground is built on. There's a sign that says it's made from recycled water bottles and other discarded plastics, and that the entire area is quote-unquote green. But as Deja pointed out the last time Mama brought them all here, whoever built the thing didn't know their colors because everything is red, yellow, and blue. The thought of his sass-mouthed little sister brings fresh tears to Quan's eyes. He makes a beeline for the rocket ship. It sits off in a corner separate from everything else, hit pointed at the sky like it could blast off at any moment. Inside the cylindrical base, there are buttons to push and dials to turn and a ladder that leads up to an observation deck with a little window. It's Quan's favorite spot in the world, though he'd never admit that to anyone. When he gets inside, he's so relieved, he collapses against the rounded wall and lets his body slide to the floor like chocolate ice cream down the side of a cone on a hot summer day. His head drops back and he shuts his eyes and lets the tears flow freely. But then there's a sound above him, a cough. The moonlight through the deck window makes the face of the boy staring down at Quan look kind of ghostly. In fact, the longer dude stares without speaking, the more Quan wonders if maybe he is a ghost. Uh, hello? Dude doesn't reply. Now Quan is starting to get creeped out, which makes him mad. This is supposed to be the one place in the world where he can relax, where he's not looking over his shoulder or being extra cautious where he can close his eyes and count down from 10 and imagine shooting and imagine shooting into space far, far away from everything and everyone. Yo, why you looking at me like that? Juan spits, each word sharp tipped and laced with the venom of his rage. Oh, um, the other boy's eyes drop to his hands. He picks up the skin around his thumb, something Juan does sometimes that gets him yelled at. Hmm. The boy goes on. I'm sorry. I just, I wasn't expecting anybody else to come in here. Oh, the boys are quiet for a minute, and then, I'm Justice, by the way. Justice. Quan's heard that name before. So this is the scene where the main character from Dear Martin and the main character from Dear Justice meet for the first time. Quan is a character we meet in Dear Martin. So as I mentioned, like in Dear Martin, the main character, whose name is Justice, gets racially profiled by a police officer. Where in the second chapter of Dear Martin, we find out that that police officer has been killed and that the person who confessed to murdering the police officer is a young man that Justice knows from childhood named Quan. In the second mm-hmm. half of Dear Martin, we actually meet Quan in detention. And Dear Justice is a book from Quan's perspective where Quan is writing letters to justice. And um, yeah, that scene I just read, like these are two boys who are both in elementary school who meet at a park at night because both of them have, have fled their homes um, because their mothers are dealing with like domestic violence. Uh, Justice's father has some PTSD from when he was in the military and he has these spells, and Quan's mother's boyfriend um, just has some anger issues. Dwight, Dwight. Yes, he got, he Quan got, is he not got a more than anger issues, okay? Dwight, I like He got, some, he got problems. He got problems. Yeah, okay? He got, he got problems. problems. You, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, damn. I mean, I, see, I don't want to give away. I, I can't give away. But, but let's put it this way. Dwight did some 
some some dirty ass shit. And when I got to the yeah. point and I found out what he had done, I was like, oh hell no, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. you brought mm-hmm. up the issue of domestic violence. Actually, this is Domestic Violence yeah. Awareness Month. Um, this month I'll be doing a show later later this month about that, and I have done shows before. Um, my mother actually was in a, a DV situation. Thank God she left when I was little, so I didn't have to go through what these boys are going through. Um, and but it's it's a it's a horrible thing because when women leave is a lot of times when they get killed. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. And those are, they're hard situations. That, so, so really dear justice is a book about compassion. Like I really want people to read this book and develop more compassion than they might've had before. Right. Like compassion for kids who get locked up, especially the black and brown ones who like, they get locked up for, things that really like, is this really something you should go to jail for? Like you're going to throw me in jail because I missed too many days of school. Like there are places where truancy, truancy will get you locked up. Um, yeah. Well, I dealt with kids like that. I don't, they do that. In yeah. Philadelphia. Like you, it's truancy and you, it's right. crazy. And, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I about mean, like, I don't know if it's changed, but I know um, there was a point, there was a point in Florida where like, if you stole a car, you were instantly charged as an adult. Like there, like there are all these like really messed up juvenile justice laws across the state. Um, And a lot of this stuff comes from um, some faulty research in the nineties. There's this, this whole, there was this whole fiasco is what I call it, uh, where these, these Mm -hmm. Harvard researchers, they came up with this term super predators. They'd done all this research yeah. and they mm-hmm. predicted that juvenile crime was going to go up. Just, it was going to shoot through the roof. So like all of these changes in legislation happened because of this research. And then the research turned out to be wrong and juvenile violent crime went down, but the laws weren't changed back. So like you have all of these unnecessary extra things and then when you have black and brown kids who are already on dealing with systemic racism, on top of it, like they're already adultified mm-hmm. and criminalized and sexualized way younger. So they're dealing with all of that. And then they get locked up and it just like ruins everything, you know, like you get locked up I, for truancy and had, it's, it's on your record. Right. I, I just was speaking to you about the boys I was working with for about a year and um, they were in there, some of them for truancy and I was like, well, if they didn't go to school for 28 days, is that their fault? Because they're not, they don't have, a, like, what? I, I was confused with it, you know, <laughs> I'm a licensed social worker, you know. And also talking yeah. about adult, adultification, I just had um, Arlen Hamilton, she's a venture capitalist. She was on and she was talking about how because she was adultified in her school because she was taller, she was black. Um, she was chunky, so she was built already more closer to being like what a woman might be looking like, and they adultified her. And and that let's just explain that is that people not only think you can take care of yourself, you don't need the support, that you're more prone, you're you're uh, you know loose, if you will. That's the word you want to use for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, violent for the boys, black and brown boys, and um, like in your book. 
the guy in the first book um, was Justice was trying to help his girlfriend, who she was really messed up, um, and and then he gets you know put in jail, and then like you said, compassion. I agree with you because you're really unpacking Quan's story in Dear Justice. You know his life and unpacking layer yeah. by layer. And as we get further into the book, you know, people can see another angle and go, hmm, wow. I, yeah, okay. right. Okay. That, yeah, and, and I want people to go that. like, huh, right, I never thought about that. Like, if you read this mm-hmm. book and you say, I never thought about that, like, I've done my job. Um, yes. Because I do think there are a lot of things that people just don't think about. Like, you, you, didn't, you never even considered X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah. and, and I want, I want people, human beings who read this book to do a better job of considering the fact that everybody is fighting some kind of battle. Like we are all going through something. Um, so, and especially these kids, every, so in, in Dear Justice, there are mentions of, of variety of kids who are in detention. Quan talks a lot about kids that he meets other kids that he meets in detention and he tells their stories, some of the stories that he's heard, every single one of them is something that I heard when I was visiting detention centers, talking to these kids. So like there's nothing in this book that's not based in some kind of truth or some kind of reality. Yeah. I will verify that. I will verify that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The most fictional part of this book, sadly, is the support that the main character receives. Cause like Mm -hmm. these kids don't get this kind of support. And that's that's the part, and that makes me sad. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, as a social worker, um, we we're taught that we, um, you know, we can help our clients and things of that nature, but we can't. Well, with the, particularly with children, um, some of the kids wanted to have my email address and they wanted to talk to me when I left and all this stuff. And I actually legally, I had to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can help you as much as I can mm-hmm. here. These people here in this, you know, organization, um, you know, I will see, you know, I'll help them that way. But I could not legally continue to be in these kids' lives. And that's for safety reasons because some people do take advantage of it. You know, and there were kids that were dealing with um, chronic illnesses um, that weren't getting the support at all, at all. And, and, and to deal with them and you know and I tried my best you know I tried to hook them up with different organizations that I've dealt with gave them phone numbers and people and I was like yes you can call these people tell them my name and you'll be cool blah 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 but then when you know I left and I still think about them to this day people that I've dealt with um, you know you have to keep this little bit of a barrier depending on the circumstances so there is this legal issue too that we have in our society mm-hmm. so you know I even question that you know sometimes um but i know they're they're put there for for a reason one of the things you talk about is the trauma and many of these kids have faced trauma and that's what people i think also don't realize that they have trauma and what their behavior is is a, is, is exhibit because they had trauma like, you know what i mean um, right absolutely that's something people trauma probably have thought a... about yeah i mean you know like you said you're a social worker i, I think that like the idea of mental health being something valid that we need to look into in the black community is still pretty new. Like 
don't, there's not a whole, I don't actually really know a whole lot of black people who are real open about the fact that like, yeah, I go to therapy. You know what I mean? Like I, we're still coming to the place where we don't see this stuff as white people problems. Like things that happen, like changes in brain chemistry and things that affect the way that you interact with other people that have to do with the way that your brain processes, processes information. We're starting to get to the place where, you know, we're talking about anxiety and depression in the black community. And we're talking about things like bipolar depression. And we're talking about what we do about these issues and how, you know, therapy is a thing. Like I go to therapy twice a week. I'm, I'm not playing mm-hmm. out here in these streets. Like life is not <laughs> easy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that has to change. And it's because, people do believe, oh, it's the white thing, but it's also the fear of the medical community. But I will tell you, whole change, trauma. I went to a class, I remember, actually I had a couple classes related to the chemical changes that happen in, in your brain when you are being brought up in a traumatic situation, such as a domestic violence situation, yelling, mm-hmm. screaming, where you're constantly, your cortisol levels are constantly being shot up. And when you get out of that space, you're functioning on this hyper-vigilant mode with everything else in the world, which is not needed. But you don't know that because that's, that's all you know. And, and literally, physically, that's what your body knows. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And um, relationships may be hard to, to develop or you're having these constant conflict relationships, you know, all these things that you yourself may not even be aware of. Why am I doing this? Why do I keep having this type of relationship? Why do I keep having this fight? Because you, you don't even know. Because you don't have that information. Right. Because why that information is not being taught, you know, in schools to explain. Right. Maybe even courses for parents or courses for kids. Like, hey, this is da 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 And then the kids could be like, damn, that's what I'm feeling. Just like Justice did, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, it's it's definitely needed. And one of the other things I found interesting, you are a woman writing about young boys. I am. You know, then when you write Shuri, is Shuri easier than Dear Martin? Oh, no, not at all. Look, there's very little. As I told you, like, before we actually got on the air, I told you my house is full of people with wieners. Um, I have <laughs> you can say the word mail, that word. <laughs> penises everywhere in my house. There you go. Freedom. Partner, <laughs> freedom, right. I have a male partner and two two little boys. And I mean, and it's like most of my life I have been surrounded by by male people. Um, uh-huh. Like I was the one girl in my friend group in high school. Like it, in my, oh, my senior year, I hung out with a group of black male athletes. And, like, that was my crew, like, and, and I was, yeah. like, the one girl in the group. So, like, I don't know. There's something about the teenage male mind that's actually a little easier to navigate <laughs> than, like, the teenage <laughs> female mind. And I think it's just the, the, the way the male brain, it just seems to function a little bit differently. Like, we have all, like, mm-hmm. you pull up, like, I, I, I have... Oh, I think her call dropped. Let me try to reach out to her. Um, give me a second here. Hopefully she'll call back. 
Um, so anyway, if you're listening, you can call in 516-387-1745. I'm speaking with author Nick Stone about her book, Dear Justice. And um, we're going to be giving away some copies of her book. I have a whole box. If you look on my social media, you'll see the um, video that I placed that, that, that you can see the little books I, I have to give away. Hardback, not softback, hardback books to give so um, definitely check us out on at Joy Keys on Twitter. Check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, uh, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Uh, Nick Stone is Get Nick on Twitter, and on Instagram, she is um, Nick at Nick Stone on uh, Instagram, and follow her. She has a lot of events coming up where she's going to be speaking, you know, doing a virtual thing because now we're in the COVID, and um, – so hopefully, okay, I guess she is, let me see. I can try to reach out to her. Give me one second. Hold on here. Okay, well, I think we're going to have to end the show now. I tried to reach out to her. Um, she might be, you know, technology sometimes is not always our friend. But um, I really appreciate you coming on, Nick Stone, and thank you so much. Um, I will be giving a copy, copies of your book away, and I wish you much success with your other books. I know you told me you're writing a couple books coming up. I hope you can come back on the show. And everybody else, I hope to see you Saturday. I'm going to be doing a show about um, – hypertension and also a show with a Kenyan writer. Um, her name is Yvonne Odiamo Uwar. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. And I had her on before. She wrote a book called Dust. Wonderful, beautiful writer um, in terms of her writing and, and talent. So you want to check that out because I'm going to be giving away some copies of that book as well. So stay tuned for that. That's Saturday um, between 11 and 12. Um, same call-in number, 516-387-1745. And um, I hope you guys have a great evening and a wonderful weekend. And remember, wear your mask. Cover your face. Wash your hands frequently. You know, it is a real thing. People do die of this situation. Uh, we don't know when the vaccine is coming, so you just want to stay around. If nothing else, to listen to the show. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Music, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. You guys have a lovely evening. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.